Greetings, business professionals, and welcome to another video edition of Building Better Businesses. I am your host, Steve Eschbach, and I'm delighted to have you join us on another one of our episodes. I am one of a few Transworld Business Advisor owners here in Chicagoland, and we specialize in assisting business owners confidentially sell and match them with qualified buyers. Transworld, by the way, is the world's largest and fastest growing business brokerage firm. I also own a number of other entities that are designed to assist business owners enhance value. You know, I have been a corporate executive and a business owner for more than 40 years, so you would think I would know everything possible about running a business efficiently. Well, you would be further from the truth. In fact, I am delighted to say that many of my successes have been attributable to you out there who have, quote, been there, done that in a world that never seems to stop changing. So I'm delighted now to present another episode whereby we can learn from a subject matter expert on how to enhance your business operations. Now on to the next edition of Building Better Businesses. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another edition of Building Better Businesses. I'm your host, Steve Eschbach. I own a business called Transworld Business Advisors. Uh, Transworld uh, is the largest and fastest growing business brokerage firm in the world. Uh, we currently have uh, about four or five offices here in Chicagoland, and I am delighted to have with me a guest who's going to talk to you about exit planning and going right into uh, investing those funds that you get after selling your business into your retirement plan. So I'm delighted to have Ashley Michike with me, and she is with a firm, let's see here, it's called True North. And uh, I'm going to let you kind of summarize who it is you are and where you currently are today. So we know you do exit planning and uh, retirement planning. So I'll let you take it from there and uh, embellish as you see fit. Thanks for joining me today, by the way. Oh, thank you so much, Steve. I'm delighted to be here with you. So, yes, yeah, so True North Retirement Advisors, we specialize in working with business owners. Um, it's a small boutique firm that uh, my dad and I both own together. So I, too, am a business owner. I understand what it's like. I understand the dynamics, even in a family business, which are often uh, complicated as well and always interesting. And we launched True North in the very beginning of 2018. So we've been at it for about three years now. And prior to that, we were still working with business owners and helping them with retirement planning and their 401k plans and all of that and exit planning. Um, but we did that at big firms. And so it's been a big change to launch our firm and to to start off and go off on our own and become business owners ourselves. You, you said you're on it with your dad, did you say? Yes. Yes. My dad and I, and I've worked with him my entire career. So I graduated college and I joined him right away and we've been working together for 13 years now. So uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, um, but we're both, we can both be stubborn about and how we want things. So <laughs> it makes, it makes for interesting, uh, you know, discussions about, you know, the direction of our business and who we work with as far as clients and the, the initiatives we take on. So it's a lot of fun. And I love working with business owners too, because there's never a dull moment there. Every business is unique. Every business owner is unique. And it's so much fun to just try to do the problem solving aspects of getting the business owner to that exit. And so 
exit planning is really about creating this roadmap to get the business owner from where they are today to where they want to be. And that looks different for every business, but there are a few key elements of that timeline. So, you know, how long before you want to exit, do you even want to fully exit your business or do you want to take some sort of hybrid approach where you're maybe less involved, but still retain some ownership. And then, you know, who is that successor owner? Is it a third party sale? Is it transferring to, you know, a family member, a key employee, a group of employees? And then the last piece of that is, you know, so you have the timeline, who, and then the money that you need. So it would be very foolish for a business owner to exit their business and have this windfall, hopefully, of a financial gain from that, but then have that not be able to provide what you need in retirement. Most business owners, they're only going to exit their business one time. And, you know, we do this for our clients. It's our specialty. And so our job is to navigate them and help them avoid a lot of landmines along the way that gets them to their end goal. So Ashley, I'm going to challenge you a little bit because you think <laughs> that most business owners will exit only one time. I've run into a lot of business owners that thought that was what they're going to do. And it turns out the itch is still there and they want to do something else. But we'll talk more about that in a minute. We have to rewind the videotape a little bit, Ashley. I can't imagine that you were a little young girl growing up and wanting to become an exit planning strategist as well as a financial planner. So tell me a little bit about your upbringing when you were a little girl and what your aspirations were then and how far off they are from where you are today. Yeah, I certainly didn't dream about doing exit planning when I was a kid. In fact, for a long time in high school and, and in college, I was very outdoorsy and I still love being outside whenever possible. And I thought my career was going to be as a river raft guide. So I think that's about as far away from exit planning as you can be. Uh, but actually, I started my first business when I was eight years old. And at the time, it seemed completely normal to do that. But then looking back, I realized that that's a little bit odd that I ended up doing that. And so I think I'm very competitive. I like to win and I've always been, you know, into sports and things like that. And um, even competitive and trying to, you know, do the best I could with grades in school and all of that. And so I like the challenge of a business and trying to figure out, you know, how to get customers and, you know, how to do the right things so that you don't ruin your business. And so so when I was eight, I started, it was called Ashley's Pet Plant and Paper Service. And if you went on vacation, I'd pick up your mail and feed your cat and water your plants. And hopefully by the time you got back, everything wasn't dead and uh, your garage wasn't left open and, and all of that. So I was the only, I was, we were kind of in this enclosed neighborhood. And so it was like this monopoly because I was the only person doing this and there was this high need for it. And so I kind of tapped into this, you know, demand for people when they go on vacation in the summer to hire somebody. And I did it for $3 a day too. So it was like no brainer to hire me. And so very quickly I had more business than I knew what to do with. And my mom had to come and help me. And she and I would go and tag team and do it together so that 
I could get through more because in the height of the summer, I'd, you know, I'd have multiple people, neighbors that I was doing this for all at the same time. And so trying to juggle that and then have the responsibility at eight years old. Um, my oldest child is six and, um, you know, I can't imagine, I, I don't know how I did it and didn't kill, you know, several plants and dogs and along yeah. the way. So you didn't mention where you grew up. Well, you're talking about river rafting or yeah, that's right. River rafting. Where was that? Yeah, so I, I was born in Portland, Oregon, and I still live here. And the Pacific Northwest, I mean, you kind of, in order to fit in here, you kind of have to be into some sort of outdoorsy activity. <laughs> but we have great hiking around here. And I worked at a summer camp uh, for a couple of years in college. And it's just absolutely beautiful, as anybody who's been here, especially in the summertime, can attest. It rains a lot this time of year, but. So I had the unique pleasure of visiting Seattle once in my life, and it was a sunny day, and that was delightful. So, but that's <laughs> yeah, it's a like a unicorn view. event. Yeah, gorgeous view though from Seattle, seeing the mountain in the background there. Um, yeah. Actually, I had a business owner who uh, was here in Illinois, sold her business, and moved to the Pacific Northwest because that's where her family was. So let's go back a little bit more. We want to talk about uh, Ashley and your developmental years. So. You had that business. Uh, did you use Indeed.com to hire staff or no, when you were eight years old? Or no? <laughs> no, I just took what I could get. My mom was so generous in uh, helping me out with that. But uh, So did that yeah. kind of instill where you, um, when you went to college and how you were planning your career? I mean, did you actually have this business planning type of business in your college years? And did you think you'd be a financial advisor helping businesses with their exit planning strategy? How did that all come to be? Well, the only, I majored in business in, in college. And the only reason I did that was because I knew that it would be something practical because I, I didn't know at that time what I wanted to do as a career. But I knew if I, as long as I got a business degree, at least I could apply it to something. And I knew I didn't want to be something specific that required a, you know, a very specific degree. Like I didn't want to be a teacher. I didn't want to be a nurse, you know, those types of things. So, and then in college, I started to take these intro classes. And one of the intro classes I took was in finance and I really enjoyed it. And at that point I saw the writing on the wall because my dad at the time was a financial advisor and had been a financial advisor for, you know, 20 plus years. And I thought, Oh, this is interesting. Like I didn't, I didn't set out to join my father in his practice after I graduated, but I love finance and I, I would do these big involved projects on business valuations. Like I did a really in-depth valuation report on Netflix. And oh. this is when Blockbuster was still around and Netflix was still doing DVDs by mail and that was their entire business. But I, I did a valuation for uh, Netflix as part of a valuation class I took in college. And I just, I really enjoyed it. And I remember all my other classes classmates would kind of moan and gripe about, oh, you know, it's so hard and there's all these numbers and figuring this out and kind of stumbling along in college when you don't really know what you're doing, trying to value a, a publicly traded company. But I was like, oh, this is really interesting just to see like 
what moves the needle in terms of the financial metrics and their business and their competitive advantage and all of these things that influence evaluation. And so that was, to me, was an indicator that, you know, maybe I need to kind of specialize in this and go down this path, at least on the, on the finance side. And so that's what I did. And then very quickly after I uh, graduated college and joined my father within about a year of that, I started working with my first 401k plan. And that was the door that that opened up everything else into working with business owners because I loved the 401k plans and doing those. And I still have many, many 401k plans today, but most of my, all of my plans are with small businesses. So the largest plan I have has a few hundred employees and the smallest plan I have has two, you know, but most of my plans are small business owner clients where the, the owner, you know, they maybe have five to 30 employees. And I found that even though I was managing the 401k and usually just kind of staying in that lane, I found more often that they had this business, they had no plan at all for this giant elephant in the room, really, which is their business and the value of their business, which if they, if they really seriously looked at it, you know, this is a substantial asset for many of them. It was their most valuable asset, but it's completely illiquid and they have no plan for retiring and and extracting value from that when they retire. And so I just, about seven, eight years ago, I just started having, you know, more of these kind of casual conversations. And then about seven years ago, I had a client who died. He had a heart attack and died. And I sat on the sidelines and watched his business absolutely crumble. All of his long-term employees were laid off. His wife came in and ran the business, having no prior experience in that business doing that. Um, They got pennies on the dollar. They sold it to a competitor on the other side of the country. And, And so that was like my wake up call for, okay, I need to really start doing this as part of our practice and working with our business owner clients. So that's kind of the full, you know, pathway of how I got to where, where I am today and how I started specializing in this. A lot of it was just, you know, these punctuation points along the way of forks in the road and realizing, okay, now I need to go down this path and now I need to go down this path. And here I am. Good. So uh, I got to ask you a question. So how long ago did you value Netflix and how close are you to today's real value? (laughs) Well, as I said, Netflix was a completely different business back then. This would have been in 2006, probably. And so when I valued Netflix, because I was trying to account for their growth rate and they were still pretty new. And I remember my valuation came in higher than what the stock price was at the time. And um, I talked to my teacher about this and he was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of, you know, with that industry, that doesn't surprise me because I had used, you know, all the metrics. I thought maybe, maybe my math was wrong because I had priced it quite a bit higher than what it was trading for at the time. And you know what? I wish I would have bought Netflix because had I bought Netflix after I valued it, you know, I, maybe I could be retired now. Who knows? <laughs> but obviously it's, it's done so well. And it, I remember it really took a nosedive, I think back in maybe 08, 09, when, when we had the great recession and it's a very volatile stock, but if you go back all the way to 2006 to today, it's like, yeah, I should have bought that. <laughs> so do you do your own valuations with your clients or do you engage someone else? Are you a CBIA or some kind of credentialed M&A specialist? 
No, we actually, so we do valuation, we do estimates of value. I don't do certified valuations for clients, but we'll do estimates of value as a starting place for exit planning. And and that really is where I advise any business owner who's thinking about wanting to exit and wanting to retire to start with the valuation because we have to know where we are today. And if we start doing this planning without knowing what the business is worth, then it can cause us to make a lot of mistakes. So in order to avoid that, business owners really need to know what their value is. And I use um, a software tool to do that. And we, we make it available to anyone who wants to use it for free. And in like five to 10 minutes with just a handful of uh, financial metrics, things like, you know, revenue, pre-tax income, your compensation, and some debt metrics, you can get a pretty good estimate of value using this software that I use. And I believe uh, there's like 50 million businesses in this software. So you get good comparative data with other companies in your industry. And then we go from there. And actually just yesterday, I have a client I'm working with and we did an estimate of value using the software tool. And because of who she's transferring her business to and her exit strategy, she needed to get a certified valuation. So we had to hire somebody to do that, pay them a few thousand dollars to do that. And the valuation came back within, it was within about 5% of the initial valuation that we did for free using the tool. So that was good validation that, that it works. Well, you do, I mean, you do it so often, so you're fairly familiar with that, uh, so that's good. You also talk a little bit about assisting the business owner after the sale. So talk a little bit about what you do to assist your clients post-transaction. And I know it could take the shape of an outright sale or selling a piece of the equity ownership. Tell me what you do after the fact. How do you assist clients with their post-exit planning or post-exit operations? All of our relationships with our clients are long-term relationships. And so, you know, ideally someone would work with us starting maybe five to 10 years out from when they want to exit, give themselves a nice long runway to be able to do all the planning that they need to do to set themselves up for success. But then after, because of our background as uh, financial advisors and working with our clients on both business and personal planning and the investment management. We work with our clients, you know, all the way through post-retirement into retirement, ideally, and they're with us, uh, you know, until they die. And then when they die, we're we're working with their children as well. So it's definitely a relationship-based business. And there's planning that still needs to happen even post-sale. And A lot of that planning is more on the personal side. So, you know, maybe you sell your business in your late fifties, but then you still need to decide, you know, when you're going to start taking social security and, you know, how much income can you draw from your investments every year that is not going to deplete your portfolio and cause you to run out of money. Even I'm always surprised because even people that you know, the outside world would consider looking in would say, oh, that person's rich. I bet they don't have to worry about anything. You know, if if they, even if they have several million dollars of net worth, a lot of people are still worried about running out of money and making sure that they're making smart decisions along the way. And so we make sure that, you know, our client, their spending is sustainable, that they're reaching their other goals as far as, you know, charitable giving, estate planning, and, you know, our job job is to manage those and be proactive with those decisions and helping our clients make those decisions so that they're not having to, you know, 
value Netflix, right? In order to figure out if they should buy Netflix. That's somebody else's jobs. And most people want to just enjoy life after they retire and spend more time on the hobbies and travel and with their grandkids and, and all of those things that, that are most meaningful to them versus burying themselves in spreadsheets, trying to figure out how to invest their money and which social security strategy is going to be best for them. But getting back to exit planning a little bit, now you have a client here and you're helping them with their exit planning strategies. Are you the one that goes in and helps them with the accounting issues, the operational issues, the marketing issues, or you know whatever else they need to do to help them plan their exit planning? Are you partnering with other entities who might be assisting in some of those areas? Yeah, the way I describe it that I think is most accurate is we're, if you're building a house, we're the general contractor. So we're not the general contractor and the painter and the plumber and the, you know, cabinet maker. And so when we create the exit plan, we usually do that with maybe some limited involvement from other outside professionals. But when we're creating the exit planning and doing the initial assessments, that's where we find the red flags. And so, you know, if they need to create processes and procedures and maybe all their business kind of lives up in their head, which is a really common problem, then I'm not the one helping them create those processes and procedures. We're hiring somebody else who has a specialization in that area to do that. Same thing with, you know, drafting the legal documents if we're going to gift the business or sell the business. And, you know, there are business brokers, there are attorneys. The CPA is usually very much involved as well because, you know, selling a business, there's there's the value of your business and then there's the after-tax value. And we want to maximize the after tax value. And we need a good competent CPA in order to um, do that. So there are a number of professionals and putting your team together is really, really important. Even for small businesses, you know, like if you, if your business is worth maybe, you know, half a million or a million dollars, you know, a lot of times I think business owners, they think, well, I'm not going to hire a mergers and acquisitions specialist to sell this business, but that's a lot of money usually to that person. And we still need to put together the team to make that happen. So we work with business owners of, of all sizes, even if, you know, you have a business that's worth six figures and not seven, eight, nine figures, that's fine. It, it's still a necessary uh, process to go through in order to exit your business successfully and make sure that, you know, you're not just walking away from your business business when you're ready to retire. That's usually, you know, I think that that would be devastating, especially if there's, if there's value there, or if we can find a buyer. So what would be your ideal client? I think I heard any size, but is there an industry preference? Is there a, uh, some kind of parameter that you use? I mean, is there something that you really don't want to get your hands on or something like that? What is, how do you characterize that? I would say the ideal client for us because they need the most help and are not going to find it elsewhere. And we can really provide a lot of value by putting in that exit plan in place for them is someone who has a small business, which I would define as, you know, maybe five to 50 employees and more than that is fine. But, and then revenues anywhere from one to two million on the low end to all the way up to 50 million and higher. 
Our, I think our sweet spot, our businesses with business value of in the one to 20 million range, that's where we can really provide the most value with the exit plan and where they're going to have a hard time finding that because their business just isn't worth enough for them to really attract the, you know, M&A attorneys and the venture capitalists and all those people who are going to come in and kind of do everything for them. Right. So you don't have an industry preference uh, marketing your business. So I would imagine most of your clients come in through referrals because you talked a little bit, maybe not a little bit, maybe a lot of a bit about relationship building. Do you have to do any other marketing to get other clients or are they mostly coming in by word of mouth? It's word of mouth for sure and, and referrals from other professional advisors like their CPA and attorney. But I do a lot of speaking as well and things like this on podcasts. That, you know, there's a lot of business owners out there. And I think the challenge is, is that most business owners, they don't realize that there's someone out there who can help them with that. And just putting the plan in place and who can work with them and be their partner throughout this whole process. They don't have to go it alone and, and figure it out on their own. There are people like myself who specialize in exit planning and advising clients who can work with them and help them make smart decisions. And, you know, we're fiduciaries too to our clients, which is really unique. So, you know, we put our clients' needs first and put our clients first. And, you know, we put that in writing to you that, you know, we are fiduciaries. We're putting your needs ahead of ourselves. And we don't, you know, we can't accept, uh, you know, commissions and things like that. And so, clients pay us to be their partner and work with them. And they're the only, they're the only entity that's paying us. We're not getting paid through any other ways. So I think that instills a lot of trust that, you know, we want to be that partner with them throughout the life cycle of their business and beyond. Sounds like the advice, that would be my next question. What would be your best advice to give anybody out there? And it sounds like collaborating and partnering with the, uh, the experts that can help you do what you can do better. That sounds like what your advice would be to, to your business owners. Am I right with that? Absolutely. Yes. Don't be uh, penny wise and pound foolish and trying to do everything on your own. A good, competent team of advisors can help you maximize value, minimize taxes and exit your business, you know, on your timelines, on your terms and get you what you need at that exit. So highly recommend to at least talk to you know, someone like myself and your CPA and your attorney, a business broker, you know, the people who are going to help you get to that end point. Absolutely. I wish I had more time to explore some other things with you, but we're coming close to our 30 minute time limit. What haven't we talked about that you want to add? And then the last thing I'll ask you is how can we find more about you and your business? So what, what have we not covered here today that you think is important for us to talk about? I think going back to the business valuation, that just reemphasizing that that really is key to getting unstuck. And I find that once business owners, they don't know where to start, right? Because you could do 50 plus different things to try to, you know, exit your business and successfully do that and navigate that whole process. Where do I start? Well, I'm telling you, you start with the business valuation because once you know that, then you can decide, is this enough? Can I proceed with this exit plan or do I need to grow the business first in order to start that exit process? So it really is key in helping to 
open up other doors and start that exit planning process. So any business owner, especially if you're within five to 10 years of exiting your business and wanting to back away from the business, I really highly encourage your listeners to do evaluation of their business and take advantage of the free tool that we have available, which we have to anybody who wants to use it. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars and weeks of weeks of combing through old financial records. Uh, it takes just a few pieces of information and you know, 10 minutes of your time to figure out what your business is worth. Okay, sounds good. And then how can we find out more about Ashley and your firm? So how can we reach you by phone, by email, by website? We won't drive by your house, but uh, tell me how we can get in touch with you. Yeah, so our website is truenorthra.com. And if you go to truenorthra.com forward slash value my business, uh, you can get the valuation checklist, which outlines all eight pieces of information that you would need to get a really good, accurate valuation. And then that will also provide access to our free valuation software tool with that database of 50 million businesses where you can go and enter the data and then figure out what your business is worth. And then all of my other contact information is there as well. Phone number, email. It's, it's really easy to get a hold of me and I'm always available for uh, consultation calls as well. If, if someone just has a question about their business or they're not sure how to get started or you know a specific problem that they're trying to solve right now. Now, it's very, very easy and it's free to, to schedule a call with me. Terrific. Thank you so much, Ashley, for your time. I appreciate it. Your insights were terrific. And uh, thanks again. Thank you so much, Steve. It was a delight to be with you. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele which in turn will build you a better business.